Hello, Sixes. Welcome back to Life Uninhibited. In this interview you're about to listen to with Mandy, there are some themes that really stand out. One is faith. Faith is the holy idea that point six represents on the Enneagram. Now, I am not a person to prescribe what that looks like for anyone. This is an absolutely personal journey. And you're going to hear that throughout here, that what is faith? What is the lens that we are kind of connecting to and expressing faith from? To me, what it really is, is a sense that I can move forward toward uncertainty and I might just be okay. Maybe that's something I can rely on. You're going to hear how it is expressed for Mandy. And really, there's this theme of connecting our minds, our hearts, and our bodies and bringing that all forward and somehow that being an expression of faith, faith in uncertainty. It's terrifying. It's also a really interesting study in counterphobic six and what that can look and sound like. So I hope you enjoy this interview and curious to hear what you get from it. So make sure you let me know. Okay, sixes, welcome back. I have a super fun interview for you today with Mandy Hayes, Judge Mandy Hayes. What, where do you preside over, Mandy? Um, I'm in Wise County. I'm a justice court judge. And so we hear civil and criminal cases. Okay. Um, In all 254 counties in Texas, there are justice of the peace. There are JPs. Okay. How many counties? There's 254 counties in Texas. Oh my gosh. Our state is massive. Yes. So we're, you're actually going to hear the story of how Mandy became a justice of the peace. It is such a cool story. And it has a lot to do with faith, uncertainty, all these things that we're going to get into. And the thing I want you to hear at the beginning is you're going to be hearing from two sixes who tend to lean more counterphobic. So it's just going to be a different energy. And you can just listen for that in this exploration of what is six and all the different ways that we present and how sometimes we don't even understand each other because of that. And so you can just listen for that as we talk through. So Mandy, you ready to jump in? Sure. Awesome. Okay. So one thing I know about your Enneagram journey is at first maybe, or at least for a while, you thought you were an eight. So do you want to just kind of tell the story of how you realized you were a six, not an eight? Right. Well, in true to six fashion, I guess I had it narrowed down to about three, you know, so, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, and it's kind of a cool thing how it all fell into place. Enneagram, you know, what is that thing when the, when you're ready, the teacher will appear. We've talked about that, you know, and so. It's cool when that came about in my life, but um, yes, I wasn't sure that I was an eight. I was, I had it narrowed down. I'd taken a couple little tests online. Mm -hmm. I'd read the, the um, descriptions of each, which I was told that was a good way to do it before you take any tests, read all the description, see what resonates. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. So um, right around that time when I was learning about it, there was a training in Wise County that a, um, a counseling group had put on 
for the public to come and learn about it. And it was taught by Joey Stabile, which is Suzanne Stabile's mm, daughter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's and an eight, so, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so to hear her talk about, you know, herself as an eight and anyways, it was, it was a really, it was a great training. It was, uh, I think it was most of the day, but I had a baby shower to go to that was for my best friend. So I could not miss it. So I was really excited about this and I was listening and they were, she was getting ready to come back from a break and go into all of the different um, numbers. And we were going to start probably at, you know, eight or nine or somewhere. And I went up to her during the break and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm loving this out, but I have to go and I don't know what I am. And, you know, I was telling her and she, um, I think she asked me if I was an introvert or extrovert. And I'm like, I'm I'm always right dead center, you know? And then um, I was like, I can see this and this, but I just don't know. And she's like, oh, you're a six. <laughs> you're a six, you know, just by the way I was wording everything. She's like, I tell you what, I'm going to start with six when we come back from the break since you have to leave. And uh, and then we're going to do that for you so you can hear that before you have to go. And I sat and listened to that. I was like, whoa, (laughs) yes, I'm a six. And it kind of stung a little bit at first. Mm -hmm. Which part Uh, stung? Well, I mean, it was, I don't, you know, I can face those things and it was good, but just the fear because. And so learning about the counterphobic versus phobic, I thought, okay, well, then that feels a little bit better because I don't see myself as a fearful person. But my mom is a six and she's a phobic six and probably self-pres, social or self-pres. And so I'm like, we are nothing alike. How am I birthed by this person? Right. <laughs> you know, yes. I feel like such a, sometimes, you know, uh, totally not, you know love my family and see how it all works together but sometimes it's like how this my eight dad and my phobic six mom I'm like who ha-? I know they just shake their heads you know and with oh, me, and your but- dad's an eight too so you had kind of both ends um, of what yeah. it can look like to have no fear and all the fear raising you yes oh that's fascinating it's, it, it yeah it was it was uh it was good though. Uh, even though my mom for a phobic six, boy, we're we're all real just to, you know, say whatever you're thinking, kind of get it out there. But uh, but I, I can see, you know, now looking back that the fear and the reactivity and and all the things, you know. Yeah. So um, but anyway, so I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, it sung just a little bit. I didn't like the the fear aspect, but then I just embraced it because I'm like, okay, this is what it is. And now how do we and how the Enneagram was presented to me was that it is a tool, you know, it's not like, oh, this is who I am. So deal with me, you know, because if you're a jerk, that's, <laughs> that's not cool. You know, that's not going to work very well. Right. So it was like, this is a tool to get a deeper understanding and be able to um, see those things about yourself, which now I can see, like the shadow side. I kind of yes. see it like the shadow. And man, it's been the most like I've done the strengths finders and different things, but this has really just opened up a whole new yeah. side into me that is actually, I've been able to, I remember in the beginning kind of like, okay, how do you go deeper with this and how do you make it work? And then I found you and, and that really just, uh, okay, this is making sense. And it's, it's very helpful. I like that. Not only were you taught the Enneagram in a way that is useful and personal, but also that you 
said that you're able to like kind of let the hard things land. Yes. Tell yes. me more about that. Because I think, and you notice that I think that is key to any kind of growth is can I see the parts of myself that are, I don't like and actually let them land without like taking myself into a big fat shame spiral. Like on the work, you know, taking myself out with that knowledge. What does it feel like to you when you see something like, which is, what's it like when you see like a darker piece of you? You know, gosh, I I even feel like that is a six thing maybe because I know, and I, I don't know where it stems from being raised by a six, but a lot of times I would, I would always turn things back on me. Oh, the negative part. I okay. might've caused that. It's, I always was more like putting it on me. I feel like than putting it on other people. I mean, there's always times of both, but I, is it, I kind of felt maybe that's more of a six thing to be able to let it land. And, and because we are already very, aren't we more one to kind of at times blame ourselves or either way. What that was that? It totally is like one or the other. Okay. And I don't mean that sixes only go one way or the other, but in any situation, it's who is to blame. It's you or it's me. Yeah. And so we'll go directionally out or in pretty viciously. Yes. Okay. It can okay. So does that um, resonate with you? Yes. And and I can see both. You know, and that's how my brain works. So I'm like it's always so many layers. Everything is so many layers. Okay. But the hard And that's things... the other way we know you're a six, right? Is it... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can just keep going and going and going and going. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the hard things landing. Um, I mean, I can't control other people and I can only, I do recognize I can only, the only thing I really have to work with is myself. And I always want to be better. And I always want to do things you know, used to, it'd be like the right way, which I know mm-hmm. now, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting out of that black and white thinking and there's, it's mm-hmm. necessarily right or this or that, but um, I, I really want to be the best version of me for, for me and my future, mm. for me and my kids, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be the best daughter, you know, for my parents. I mean, all the things like I want to, yep. to be able to be me and I, like I said before, I really just want to live an honest life, whatever that looks like. Mm, true, yes. True, auth- true authenticity, true who I am, fully me. And even in the parts that is truly me that might not be for someone else, be okay with that too. So like, I want to get to that spot where I'm so grounded in my truth of what is right for me. Yeah. Because I feel like when I can find that or when, you know, when I'm living from that, there will be such a, an energy or a, a place that it's not going to be too pushy or too pulley. It's going to be very grounded. It's going to be. And then, and then through that, that's where I think we bring our gifts to the world. When yep. we can be fully who we're created to be, then that is going to offer who you are to the world. and. And it's not going to come from a place of, you know, telling everybody like it is. And it's not going to be from a place of neediness. It's just true connectedness. And so I think that's really what I've always been searching for. But maybe with the six, it's always, you know, at times it's like you're constant. There's a lot of what I've found. Maybe it can be easy to change things because there's always going to be a better way. 
Yes. Or another opinion or another book or another teacher or yep. Mm -hmm. And so that can just keep going and going and going and going. And it can seem maybe interesting to you, but it might be leave everybody around you kind of like, uh, you know, and uh, I mean, my daughter jokes, my oldest, that she remembers her childhood through whatever stage I was in, you know, (laughs) Yes. Uh, but, but that is also interesting too. And that is kind of how I'm wired. I do. I love just life and different things and I'm interested. I'm curious. And so, you know, really just the main thing is wanting to be, be the best version of me so that I, and that, that I feel it and I'm grounded in it. Not that that would be a 24 seven, but I have the totally. tools that I need to be there. And, um, and that'll be, that'll be good for me. And I believe it'll be good for everybody around me. So that that's kind of always been my, my thing. It's so relatable. I feel like I could have, yes, said those exact words. And this has been my experience. Tell me if this is relatable to you. I don't tend to feel a lot of fear until I'm trying to act from that middle ground place that you talked about. I can kind of go against things. It doesn't feel scary to me. I can go against authority. I can go against all different kinds of things just in my mind, sometimes in real life. But when I really encounter my fear is when I know when I have access to who I really want to be. And that's the version of me I'm bringing forth into the world. That's when I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. And I feel just really aware of the terror that I don't normally feel so much on a day-to-day basis. Unlike other sixes who might just be way more aware of fear on a day-to-day basis. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, it does. You know, I never saw myself, like I said before, like, oh, you're a six. I never saw myself with that fear. I'm like, oh, that's my mom. You know, she's like that. She doesn't want to try new things, you know, or dude, she didn't get out of her box much. Um, And I'm the opposite of that for the most part. But yes, it. And I never saw that, but the reactivity was so much there. And once I was made aware of that reactivity of just like going, and then I can totally relate to that. Yeah. And, and here's kind of, you know, and in my mind too, there's been times, especially when I was running for office, uh, we'll 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 get get into it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and even sometimes with some hard decisions I've had to do, you know, I kind of picture this person, like there's just an image that comes to my mind. So I think I'm a visual person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is kind of telling, but there's been times where I've saw myself as just like, like a person in a corner, you know, like you're just small, shrunken back. And I'm like, man, life would be so much easier over there. Mm. And, um, Like, I see that and I go, but that is no way to live. And I don't want to live that way. And my life would be a lot, maybe easier if I didn't have all the, some of the, the drive. Things- the passion, the, drive, the, the push. Yeah. Perfect. I, I love that you said that because that yes, is. this is what it is. If I didn't have that, you know, my life I think would be so much easier because I wouldn't have to make those hard decisions at times. But it's like that looks so sad. And I would not like that. But and it's that what is that Theodore Roosevelt quote, right? About getting yes. in the ring, you know, yes. and and so I know everybody's going to have an opinion and there's going to be things and I'm not going to please everybody or I'm going to get things wrong. But like, that's where the life is lived. And so that is what kind of drives me. I'll picture that and I'll go, yeah, I know that would feel so much better. But man, that would just be really 
That's not what you're created to do. That's living out of fear. And I don't want to live. I don't want to make choices because of what fear is telling me. Sounds kind of cliche. It's really true. I think that that is sort of that, that is like the blessing and burden of counterphobia. It's like, I'm going to do the thing. And then right after it's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> all the yes. fear and all the doubt, but it is this sort of endless drive forward. And that actually some, that is something I think is six, whether it looks sort of big and bold and out there, or it's, in our lives, in the quiet moments, not ever giving up, always pushing for things to really be what we know is kind of true and right. I I think that really is six. It's sort of this endless commitment to writing things in some form or fashion. And I just, that's one of my favorite things about sixes in general. Yes. And yeah, and I do. So I push forward and, and I've had people, they, they never, they, say, oh, I would have never thought you had fear or that. Right. People who know me well can really see it. And especially if you're involved in the coming back and then picking apart and doubting everything that you did and said. And, yes. you know, it's that, I, I guess that's maybe the sixth thing because there is a lot of that where I'll do the thing and I'm really like there. And then there I go doubting it and spinning yep. and, oh, you know. and Absolutely. So. And that is quintessential six. And what you said too, the presentation, so many sixes, external people, they would never know that difference between, well, and sometimes it's really real. Sometimes we're really feeling that like confidence <laughs> and sort of surety that we go back in and doubt it and people would never know except those who know us well, for sure. Okay, Mandy, let's get into your story. Teacher to justice of the peace. Okay. Take it away. So, yes, um, I was a teacher and and some it just, you know, I love the kids. I loved um, certain aspects of the job, but the job itself, just something it was it was off. And I, you know, there's things in my life that the only way I don't know how to articulate and I don't necessarily know that I feel it. I just like it's just off. And this was one of those things in my life where. It doesn't feel like me. And so. Like, well, you know, I was had been teaching for a while and um and actually I had stayed home with the kids um for about five years. So I took a break from teaching. And in that break, I did something that I feel like was a is a piece to the puzzle that I didn't realize at the time. And looking back, I can I can see it now. Um, but anyways, I was teaching and we'll come back to that, but I was teaching and it just didn't feel right. So I thought, you know. I need to figure out what I want to do with my life. I just started praying. God, I don't know what my gifts and strengths are, but you do put me where you want me. And like, that was my prayer. I don't know what my gifts and strengths are, but you do put me where you want me. And if, and during that time, I'm still researching. I'm a very strong five wing. So, you know, I'm researching and uh, doing the strengths finders test. And uh, that was pretty insightful. And um but I just really wasn't hearing anything. I had prayed that for for two full months and had not felt like I heard anything. So I was how like, do well, you know, do you know when you hear, where does it land or is it always different? It's I think always different. Um, like, so for me, 
I really, I do, you know, there, there is that scripture about eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that understands. So it'll be in conversations or synchronicities, coincidence, um, things that I see, I might see something. And then in my mind, I have a thought. So, you know, some would say the Holy Spirit or God, or some might say intuition, um, you know, that might look different for different people. And, you know, I think those things do, but um, okay, that's a little tangent. Sorry, but so in this case, it was it started to get specific. Yes, so I I really wasn't when I say hearing anything, I wasn't like seeing any kind of anything mm-hmm. to give me anything to put hang my hat on. Yeah, even in all my research, I'm I'm just like back at being 18 again, not knowing what to do with my life. You know, it's right. one of the hardest times of my life was then, and you know, you're kind of in that mode. Uh, but I felt like I needed to get this figured out because uh, I had one child in one school district and the, my twins were with me in another. And anyways, so I'm like, okay, if they're not going to, if I'm not going to be teaching forever, I need to get this figured out. So I was really just every day, two months praying that prayer. Didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. So I thought, you know, maybe I just need like a, to teach something different or a different grade level. So I thought I'll, I'll take the history exit exam, which is what we need to do to to get certified in in certain subjects. And so it was either the day, I, I don't know that it was the exact day. Part of me feels like it was. I know it was in the same week. I got a phone call asking if I would consider running for Justice of the Peace, um, which uh, was, I didn't, I didn't even know. I knew they married people and I knew they went to death scenes. But as far as that, I really didn't know, but the incumbent, he was retiring. And so it was going to be an open seat. And I, but I was like, I don't even know what they do. Uh, I said, no, I just laughed. And, uh, and this was a friend of yours, a friend. Yes. Okay. That had called. And I said, no. And I thought, you know, and, and I didn't even know him as well as I knew his wife, but I was, but so it was just bizarre. I'm like, no, no, I don't even know what that is. And I don't do anything without researching like right. I know what I'm getting myself into I don't buy a dog I don't get fish I don't do anything <laughs> not knowing what I'm going to be dealing with you know yep. so um I was like that wasn't that was not even in my wheelhouse right just this was not on the the thoughts of anything so I was like no and he said no I'm serious uh he said his wife and him had been kind of like who would be a good person to fill this position who should run for this office and they said my name at the same time separately I was like, oh, that was, uh, I said, really? And um, he's like, yes. And I said, huh, well, you know, I've been trying to figure out what I want to do. He goes, you're not happy with teaching. And I was like, well, I, something's off there. He goes, I did not know that. He, you know, he said, I right. didn't know that when I called you. And they didn't, they had no idea. So, because um, we were, we didn't talk on a regular basis or any, they weren't mm-hmm. in there every day. So, so I got off the phone and I, I told my husband, he was like, well, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't even know anything about that. And I'm trying to imagine that moment when you're telling your husband, like what sounds like the most random thing. And even though your brain was like, this is ridiculous. Was there already a part of you that like, really, what was that like? Yeah. You know, it's weird. I don't even know because gosh, you know, I know we're, we're, Hey, I'm still new in this coaching stage of feeling stuff in my body. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I don't know. know. It always comes, it comes from down in here. There's something that drives in your mid gut area. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's like my gut heart, something in, in this torso area. Okay. You know, 
Right. But I, it was really kind of nerves, but I, I, I told uh, my husband, I said, I, I don't want to do this. I go, but you know what I've been praying. And he said, yes. And I'm like, so if I'm sincere in that prayer, who am I to say no? Right. If I'm saying, I don't know, but you do put me where you want me. And I, and this is the phone call I get. Then maybe that, <clears throat> I mean, I have to entertain this idea. And I'm, I I did not say yes. That is not enough to make a six say yes. Larry. Fair enough. No. 100%. Okay. Yes. You're right. So I was like, uh, well, okay, I'm going to take a couple more weeks and or I'm going to take some time and pray about this. So I didn't say no, but I didn't say yes. So for two weeks, I said, okay, let's just be praying about this. And every time- Were you I told, also researching it at the time? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, no, Were you looking uh, not, into like, what is this job? I probably looked that night knowing myself, I can't remember, but I'm sure, sure. I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there wasn't really a whole lot. There's more stuff out there now uh, than there was. This was 12 years ago. So mm-hmm. there's more stuff out there now about it. But at the time I was kind of like trying to figure it out. Totally. And you know, it just was not anywhere in my wheelhouse. So I was really trying to put it all together. So, and it's an elected position. Let's just put that out there. It's an elected position in Texas. So, <laughs> yes. Um, and so every time I tell this story, I get, I get a little, little nervous and jittery. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but it was such a um, nerve wracking time. Uh, so for those two weeks, I wasn't sleeping hardly. Uh, my, my stomach was in knots because... Because was there part... Because clearly what it sounds to me like is there is part of you that immediately was like, maybe. Yeah, I think there had to have been for me to have that. Otherwise you wouldn't have... Yeah, totally. No. Yeah. So so maybe that's even... Yeah, there's... it's It has to be, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray about it. So for two weeks and it was like, sign. I, there was things like so many different things that happened in the two weeks mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, this, I feel like this is what I'm hearing, but I do not really want to do this. Mm. It was so scary. The thought of putting yourself out there to run for office, to cam tem- campaign. So for two weeks, I was praying about it and I'm like, God, I just need a, a sign. And I remember I'd, and I, I'm on my way to Walmart, very, very Texan or whatever. I mean, American. <laughs> so I'm, I go into Walmart and first person I see is the chief clerk of that office. What? Okay. So that was one little thing that I'm like, okay, that was weird. Wasn't enough. <laughs> so, you know, not enough. So I, I did talk to her and um, I felt somewhat encouraged. But, you know, if you've ever run for political office, you don't really know not. what anybody thinks and nobody was going to show their cards. And it's right. It's just a weird, it's a weird roller coaster ride. You know, mm-hmm. you can't really understand it probably unless you've done it. But uh, tell and, the one about the actual sign that you said. Okay. Yes. So they're right there at the very end. Um, we had went to, we went out to eat with the the people had, that had called to ask if I would run. And I, they were asking me at dinner okay, do you, what are you going to do? Like, I'm just praying about it. And uh, he's like, well, God's not going to write you a letter, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) just do it. And uh, so then uh, after dinner, like we're getting in the car and I I remember I'm thinking, I'm not going to do anything. Like, I'm not going to do anything. The deadline will pass. People, you know, people quit asking the deadline's going to pass. It'll just go away. And Mm. Which, by the way, we know by not doing anything <clears throat> is making a decision, right? You know? a decision, yeah. <clears throat> but I was like, I'm not going to do anything. So we get in the car, we're getting the car, and we're 
pulling up on the highway. There was a vet clinic sign in South Lake. It's the Lake City's area. And it had a marquee at the time. I don't know if it still does. And it's, you know, the marquee where people put the letters. And so I'm in my head, I'm going, I'm just not going to do anything. And I look up and I see the marquee and it says, is all evil needs. And I was like, oh, that's weird. What is that? And I turn around. So when we pass the sign, I turn around to look at it. And it said, for good people to do nothing is all evil needs. And I was like, what? (laughs) That is so weird. Okay. Still wasn't enough. I told Mike, he's like, like, whoa. so anyways, uh, I'm like, not enough though. And, you know, if, you know, for, I always, I always joke that I'm like, I was Gideon, you know, if you know that story from the, yeah. the Bible, you know, like, okay, well now we're going to turn the rug over this way. And, you know, so that's kind of what it felt like for me. It's like, okay, that felt like you're, you showed me, but oh, not quite enough. Okay. I need a little more time and a little more research or, yeah. or whatever. So, so then, um, one day, so the deadline was coming up. You have a certain deadline. And by this point, there was already like, I don't know, four or five people on the ballot. There ended up being oh six of us on the primary ballot. So I have to decide. And so just out of nowhere, I get this in my head. Trust in the Lord, only not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So it was just what I, you know. You don't have to understand because I, I, that is kind of something I kept saying. I just don't understand. I don't know right. why, why me. Right. I, I don't understand. Uh. And that verse then came into my head that I didn't even know I knew. So I called my husband and he's like, you have to do it. I'm like, yeah, I knew because that was the thing. It was like, you don't have to understand. So you just need to act. So I signed up and there were six of us on the ballot. There was a, a sergeant for the Wise County Sheriff's Department. There was a sergeant from the Tarrant County Sheriff's Department. There was a um, paralegal. There was a former appellate court judge. Oh my there gosh. was a gentleman from my hometown uh, that had lived there his whole life that was older than me and me, a little teacher. teacher. <laughs> you know? I am from that town, but you know, it was anyways, it, it just, I was like, I don't understand. I don't, I didn't necessarily even think I was going to win. And that was kind of something I had to work through. Why am I doing this? Um, you know, I don't think it's necessarily to, I don't think I'm going to win just because I felt like I was being called, you know, to, to do go this. through this process. Yes. Expecting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I want to say too, like, you know, you say being called, like, you know, you hear people, Oh, God called me to do it. I know that could really maybe put a bad taste, but it, it was like rub the wrong way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And but you, know, you can look at that. Like you can say, that comes from a place within too. Like That's there's, right. you are in that. So whether you want to attribute that to, you know, God or your intuition, or it was still coming from within me, you yeah, know? Totally. Um, and I knew that. So, and then, so I, it wasn't a thing like, Oh God called me to do it. I'm going to win. It not a, not a feel of that at all. It was kind of like, okay, this is about growth. And I had that thought. Mm. I'm, I'm being grown here for something, whether it's a stepping stone to something else. And what I thought was interesting is I was able to look, I looked back and it was funny because in that five-year time that I stayed home, uh, I had a friend that sold clothes for this company out of California, mm-hmm. the home business. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was in Austin at the time. And somehow I got into that. I was interested in it. I found out about it and I decided 
it was a weird thing for me too, like that I was going to do this as well. I was going to sell these clothes. Okay. So I'm in this little small town, you know, and people here are not going to want the, they're probably want to want these clothes, you know, and I was like, I don't know who's going to buy them. It's expensive. But there was such a drive in me and it wasn't about the clothes. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, I don't know. I have to do this. Like I knew I needed to do it. And we went to trainings and I would go to these trainings. They were twice a year. And I would sit and cry sometimes. And it wasn't like these, I would laugh at myself because I'm like, they're clothes. Like it's not even, but they were like this, these classes were more like self-development. And I was just getting so, I was growing so much during this time. And I just couldn't help but cry because I just felt this thing in me that I could not explain. I didn't know what it was about, but I knew that there was like this thing changing in me. And so. So relatable. Andy, I have such similar stories of different vehicles, different seasons of life connecting me to my, the heck I'm supposed to be doing in the world and the emotion along with that. That's just all. So yeah. 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 You know, and um, it's beautiful. It's confusing. It's scary. It's intense. Yes. There's a lot. <laughs> along with that. But all of that was, yeah, totally part of it. It really was. And it was not understanding at the time, like, why am I wanting, why am I doing this? Like, because I'm not interested in being like the leader of a team, because that's kind of where, you know, the the thing itself you could do well at, but it's a lot harder by yourself than with a bunch of people under you, which I didn't want to be a leader in that. But the, uh, but what it did is it taught me because I, public speaking, the first time, my first year teaching, I had to public speak. Oh my gosh. I got up there to just give words out and started crying. (laughs) Shake voice that was like this. And I'm like crying and in front of an auditorium full of people just to give their kids an award. It was the craziest thing. I was so scared, which. Oh, it just makes so much sense. Yes. Why did I start crying? Which I learned the other day. I think somebody said that was energy. Your body has to like. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it was very embarrassing and it was in front of all these people and they're just looking at me because one-on-one, I could talk to anybody, yes. I mean, I can talk to anyone, but to put me up on a stage in front of people, petrified. And so here I am doing this clothing business where I'm in front of all these women and all these people, uh, groups of people and and just some de- sometimes like large groups, very large mm-hmm. groups of all different demographic type, you know, all types of people. And I was learning, they're really nice clothes. I was learning how to dress, (laughs) how to put things together. And so learning how to do that gave me this confidence because then I learned how to dress and then I was learning how to speak. And so now when I'm in this other position, I look the part. Oh, okay. I might not internally feel the part, the confidence, but I looked it. Totally. But you hadn't done that with that end in mind. It just happened to be part of your life journey thus far as you're home with your kids. Okay, that's really cool. Yes. And it was like, I'm like, wow, what a cool thing. Because had I not done that, I probably, I don't know if I would have said yes, because it was so key in my my, um, being able to present myself. Yeah, my presentation. And so it was like, wow, that was really cool. You know, I want to put that piece together. but. you know, one thing too that I that I remembered, but now this wasn't until after I was either running or took office. When I was, this is just so interesting. I, I feel like there's just this deep part of me that has always known my gifts and strengths, 
but the world layers things on top and makes you doubt. Okay. Cause I can, it almost makes me want to cry. I think back to when I was in third grade, when I was in third grade, we had to do a project where we had to um, put our little third grade picture in the middle of this poster board. And then around it, we were going to put what we were going to do when we grew up and how much money we were going to make and like all this like adult future us. And I was like, what do I want to do? I remember this and I don't remember a whole lot from childhood. So it's always interesting when I have these memories, but it was like, you know what? I'm really good at hearing everybody's point of view. You knew that at like eight or whatever? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I knew that I was good at listening to everyone and then being able to kind of cut through and make an opinion or state what. Wow. And justice was always really, um, And I think that's one reason I thought I might be an eight, because I think there's a justice factor for me, like a fairness factor um, that is just like deeply rooted in me. So um, and an underdog, you know, kind of for the underdog as well, maybe. Yeah. It's like, is it like, I guess I'm asking because I know what it is for me. It's like justice and fairness beyond like what anybody thinks about anything. It's like cutting through the bullshit. And yeah. like, instead of getting caught up in story and da, da da da, it's like a sense of actually being able to cut to the core. Yes. Yes. Which, and maybe not. A, and I might not. A, probably at third grade, it was more like I can hear these two friends fighting and, and yeah. get them to a, a middle ground, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing or something. But that was definitely there. But what you're speaking to, yes, and I definitely feel that as a judge. There's a lot of times I make a ruling. And I'm not up there and I'm not going to explain all the things that led me to that ruling. Right. Sometimes I'll explain, but a lot of times I want. But I feel like sometimes people are living on the surface thing because they're so caught up in this emotion and all the the things that I can see through that to get to what I think is truth. And neither one of them may fully understand it. And that's okay with me. I don't don't know if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Okay. So that's something I feel. Yeah. So So, way back when you did have a sense of these things about you. Yes, but let me tell you, I didn't end up putting okay. that. This is so six, little eight-year-old little eight sixiness. Um, I remember going, oh gosh, okay, well, what do you have to do? And I, so I wanted to be a judge. No. Okay? Yeah, I promise. I wanted to be a judge. So I was going to be put judge. And then I was looked into, what do you have to do to be a judge? You have to go to college and then law school. And I was like, well, that does not sound good. I don't want to go to law school. <laughs> this is eight-year-old me. I don't want to go to law school. That's too much school. I don't want to do that. So I decided I wanted to be a barrel racer. Barrel (laughs) racer? racer. That's what you put, even though in your heart of hearts, you knew that that was not the thing. I I don't know that I knew it in my heart of hearts. I knew that I was, I had all these, these, this fairness and this thing. I knew I had that, but I didn't want to go to, like, I don't want to go to law school. So, you know, I had a horse at the time. And so then the, there's their eight, then the eight-year-old, I want to be a barrel racer. I'm going to make a hundred dollars per week. <laughs> so I remember that because my uncle laughed at me because he saw, he saw my project. But, um, but I remembered this either while I was running or after I had one, I think it was while I was running that that came back to me and I was like, whoa. And the cool thing as a JP, you do not have to be an attorney. You're not an attorney judge. We get the training, but you don't have to be an attorney. And I'm like, because here I am, I'm a judge and I did not have to go to law school. It's like blowing my mind. It's so cool. So eight-year-old me knew that I had that. Like, and you know, I've always- But I didn't want to take the traditional path. Like eight-year-old you 
Yeah. So, you know, it's just weird. You know, it's mind blowing. It's but it's so like, weird. That inner knowing, like, you know, there's things, you know, and I've never been a surface level person. I, I had a, a friend once say, you don't, you don't, you don't do surface level conversation. I'm like, no, it didn't, it can be a stranger. It doesn't matter. We're all, yeah. we're getting down, you know, and even as a kid, I asked like 5 million questions. I've always been curious. I've always been really like in the head, like thinking yep. deeply about things, which by the way, I thought my questions were, I view that as a negative. Cause everybody's like, God, he asked so many questions and, you know, and people would say that to me on what's kind of funny is that uh, the rules in court changed in 2013. I took office in 2011, but in 2013, the rules changed to where the judge has the duty to develop the case. Are that you me? serious? I'm serious. Oh so, my gosh. So I have the duty. It's the duty to develop the case. And so without helping either side, if something's not making sense, I can ask the questions and I ask oh really good questions. I'm getting like all the chills. That is yeah. incredible. Now, the question, the question thing I felt better about after I took my strengths finder test, because one of my strengths was learner was in there, but there was, um, there was a whole bunch of, I can't remember at the time, but one of them, it said that person, whoever that was asks a lot of questions. And so that even in itself, this is when I was, before I signed up to run for office, I took that test and I was like, oh my gosh, that helped my confidence because I was like, that is not a weakness. Mm. That is a strength. God put that in me. Mm. And so I was able to kind of turn that. And then it was just cool how in 2013, then it was used to help yep. my job, you know? Pretty cool. So, yeah. So. Okay. Let's um, go to the, so we all know the end of the story. Well, Hallelujah. But take us through. I want to, I do want to say. One okay. Yeah. Piece. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I do want to say that when I said, I didn't know that I would win, it might've just been for growth. I had this thing come up where I'm like, okay, so he's called, I've been called to run. I feel like I've been led to run. Do I, am I supposed to do anything? Mm. And then I had to work through that. Like, well, that's weird to not do anything. Like that seems so arrogant. Like you think you're just going to get it or you were just supposed to sign up. Like, what is that? Then I was like, wait, no, real faith comes in action. Like I have to, if running for office requires a certain thing you have to do, you know, that you do to, to win, true faith would be me doing all those things and laying it all out on the line and mm -hmm. then seeing where the cards fall. Mm -hmm. That's true faith. It's There's no faith if there's no action on my part. So I, I pushed. So I was like, okay, now this is really scary. And it was like, there were days like I did not want to do it because it is a roller coaster. One day you think everything's going great. And then another day you're on the bottom and you feel terrible. Like it, and it was a hard race with six of us. And then I went into a runoff and then, runoff. yeah, I had a runoff in the primary. And then I was the only one that had an opponent in the general election in the whole County. I was the only one that had an opponent in the general election. Is there anything about the actual election cycle that stands out that you want to share? Oh, I was so self-doubting the entire time, entire time, scared out of my mind. I've never had a fever blister before in my life until that, until during that. And I had to get up and speak. And and really, though, I mean, I just kind of put my stake in the ground as we speak as to this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know the outcome. I don't fully understand why. Yeah. I just know that I have to do it. There's a quote that I like that I've come across recently that is mm -hmm. so resonates with with me, it's by somebody named Andy Stumpf, which is, a, I think, a Navy SEAL. But he said, I've never done anything that mattered in my life in a low heart rate. 
I'm like, that sounds so counterphobic. And I love that quote. Really? I mean, that's the thing. We can stay in that corner or we can push through. And I think there's probably healthier ways of pushing through as a counterphobic six, which is what the coaching is so great for, you know? Okay. I want to know how you get to that place of, I'm going to call it trust, right? Where I'm not paying attention to the doubt more than I'm paying attention to this other thing that I know. And yes, you have a strong faith, you know, kind of up here in our head, like belief, but what you're talking about is a faith and a trust kind of in your body, kind of in things you're seeing around, but that becomes more of the focus than the spinny doubt. Do you know what I'm asking? Like, how do you do that? Because it's not that the doubt goes away, right? I mean, this is at least my experience. It's not that the doubt suddenly falls away and I have this peace. It's like, no, I have to choose to go with the thing that I quote, no, even though my brain's like, what are you doing? Yeah, there are just, yes, I I mean, that's, yes. I know, I think it's my outlook with life, okay? And so, yes, my, you know, faith, or yes, there's this strong, like, I believe that God, the universe, intuition, mm-hmm. like all these things, like there's this, there is this, this, this life that we're living for me cannot be lived on the surface. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel true to me. So I think that comes from the value, maybe my values, like we mm-hmm. talked about. Once you know your values, everything yeah. out of that. Yep. So my, my values are about, you know, my this truth that I feel this authenticity mm. living my life in the 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 joy and the pain yeah in, Ooh, in so the, right there right there a willingness to feel the pain yes have you always had that I think so because gosh I mean yeah I think I think I have um and it looks different I mean as a kid you know with an eight dad there was like this strong fear factor, but I would still a lot of times push through. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think people do what they want, good or bad. If they want something bad enough, they figure out a way to do it. And I always say that, I say it from the bench all the time to kids, you know, hey, that can be used for good or evil, like good or bad. Like, let's use it for things that that push our life forward. Um, oh, that's so good. The I, idea of you saying that to kids in court just like makes you want to ball, Mandy. Uh, that is so, wow. That is something. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, you, and you get a lot of kids that don't like, it's like, man, they just hear wah, 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 you know, you don't know how that's getting in there. Yeah. Yeah. But like that thing that you want, like, yeah, I want that. And and to see that transformation in other people, it's great. But anyways, okay. So that was a side note, (laughs) but um, yeah, side note. Well, what a cool job that you have. I, I love, and that's the other thing, like, God, it's the best thing I've ever done. So, and oh, I, okay. So when you got it, okay. And you got into it or whatever, did that whole sense of this isn't, this is off. Did that go away? Like, oh, did you know that you were absolutely, I knew it and it was the best I knew immediately. Like there, not that everything was like rainbows and butterflies. Ooh, of course not. Was great. But this overall sense of, wow like the law i love the law it makes sense it it's fascinating to me i'm interested in it it's it's just it flows being in that leadership role within the office 
uh, there was been a lot of growth, I think, there. And that was kind of a hard thing because I'm the I'm the lead. I'm the go to. So I have to make the decisions, which as a six, I think probably sometimes that can be really hard. But learning to navigate that. So there's been so much growth within the office, but it's been led with a a true, you know, I remember, um, so it made sense. Like it felt great, but at the same time, there was this, Hey, this is what a judge is supposed to look like. So then there's that whole, Mm -hmm. I go in there and I'm play this role and I got to be in this, this, and this, and know all these. And what I realized fairly early on was they know they, I have to be me. It's Mandy who happens to be a judge. Mm-hmm. And so my personality and my gifts and my strengths are still coming through because I, I see that, you know, a lot of times there's people like they seem so like if they're, if you're playing a role, then there's going to be a lot of anger and fear is what I kind of see. Cause you get yeah. asked questions and you don't know it. So then you have to get kind of mad and defensive uh, and defensive and, to be okay with not knowing everything. There's no way any, and to say, there's no way that anybody can know every part of the law. We do civil and criminal law. I can't know how to do exactly everything, but I can be me Mm. and I can use my common sense, which is what I do. And it, it works. And it takes away all that extra layers of the shooting and you, you know, and the defensiveness or the, you know, you can just take that away and take a breath and, and use your common sense. So do and- you get doubt sometimes on the back end? Cause this is how it is for me, right? I can access that like core of clarity. You know, it's me in coaching, right? If that's like my version of this is me in my calling or whatever we want to call it. I still, after the fact can get a of, well, doubt. I shouldn't have done that. I should have done this better. I should have, da, 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 da. did I do that right? Like, do you get any of that? Or is it really clean oh, once you know? No, no I, I, a lot of times, I mean, sometimes more than others, depending on the type yeah. of case and of things course. like that, or, I mean, even like setting a bond amount sometimes can be really, or, you know, there's just a lot, there's so many things that we do that affect so many people. It's, it's a, it's a weighty job because we were, you know, people weighty. Yes. And so there's just a lot that I would, yes, on the back end, I I do the best I can with information I have. I do. I always give it my best. I never take anything flippantly. Um, And I think, and then I will have that doubt at times, Mm -hmm. but I look at that as, um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily feel good, but I also feel like it makes me better. The fact that I even care that much, I good thing. That's so, I have the exact same thoughts about it. Well, and I've actually grown in that way. Like the fact that I'm rethinking about this and doing this, I've learned to use it for me to make me a better coach instead of what the doubt kind of comes in to do automatically is take me out. I'm like, yes. no, I can use this. This is okay. Because of course, I'm never going to show up perfectly. Of course, I can always be getting better and growing in my skills and my discernment and all of that. Like that's yeah. okay to care about. I don't need to use it against myself. Yeah. I don't need to use it against myself. And then there's even times, you know, cause we're in the public eye and sometimes there's high profile case that, you know, people will weigh in on that. You didn't do it right. Or you should have done this or you should have or you should, they shouldn't even have a bond, which by the way, Hey, we live in America. Thank Be thankful for your rights. You know, mm. <laughs> you know, everybody's going to have an opinion. And so mm-hmm. then I have to, 
I have to add that too. Like I got to weigh in on not only, not only my own self-doubt, but then other people how, but that is life. Everyone. So that's why it's so important to have that groundedness and not a fake armor, but really the true groundedness to be okay with people not loving everything you do. And, yep. and, you know, and I really feel like that's always kind of been something I've, I've had that to an extent that I could in, do what I feel is right. And then kind of suffer the consequences, my, which might be kind of a counterphobic thing as well. I, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know, but I it's, think it's a, I think it's a healthy six thing. I think because mm-hmm. the counterphobic is when we have the armor on. That's true. We're yes. just kind of reacting to fear unknowingly and all that stuff. Healthy six is when we're able to ground. And sometimes we need to just let the fear, well, in both extremes, the work is the same, right? If I'm feeling really scared, I get to saddle my fear up next to me and move forward. And if I'm not feeling scared and I'm just barreling through, I get to set that armor down. And then it's like, it's like an extra step, then grab my fear and move forward. So the work is the same yeah. in my sort of understanding of things. And that grounded sense is available to all sixes. Yes. Yeah. And that's just been why the coaching was so important was to learn how to find that. Because, you know, even with all the things that I do, there were still aspects of my life mm. that are so uncertain. And yes. how do you find what is right and true? And you know, how do you take something from the spinniness in your head to the, to knowing, you know, because there's so many things of living a certain way, like that you think is the right way. And this is how you do it to grow up and be like, I don't know that that was true. And, and then be in this place. So what do I want? Who do I, you know, what do I want to do? And in learning how to really get in touch with that. So you know, this is something too that's interesting what you're saying here. What I'm hearing you say is there are aspects of life where that sense, that core is very accessible to you. And there are aspects of life where the spin can be more intense, the doubt can be louder, and it's harder to access that. And I think that's, is that right, first of all? Yes, okay. absolutely. I think it's so important for sixes to ask themselves, where do I feel that? Where have I had that grounded sense of knowing as opposed to assuming we don't have it because there may be areas of life where that does exist for you and you've just missed it because you haven't been looking for it. So I think that's a really useful question. Where do, where am I sure about things? Where do I know things? Because that will inform what it feels like when we do the work in other areas of our life. I could see where somebody might hear this and go, oh, well, you know, God doesn't answer my prayers or I don't have it or I don't get that. And I think that this, there's nothing special about what me, I think that's, that is accessible to anybody, any belief system, anything that it is there for, for you, because I, I have that, I do have that, like you talked about the drive, like I do feel like, you know, this life it's learning and it's growing and it it's my glass is more half full than half empty. There are things in my life where I can focus and look for the signs and feel like I'm hearing it and seeing it and I'm being driven that way. But the fact, like you said, even though that there was this like, ah, that means that there was part of me that wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to recognize that. So what I've kind of found, and then there's other areas of life where I don't, 
like I'm not seeing that, but I think it's because I'm maybe not wanting to see. So there's there's the spin in the head that if it stayed for a long time, then I'm like, now what I'm learning is then I think it's time to do the hard thing. Ugh, Make so myself funny. maybe do the hard thing. And, and really, I, then your fear is going to be real obvious. Yes. Right. That's when it's going to just whoop. Yep. Show up. The fear and the doubt is going to be right yeah, a lot. So, because when it stays up in the head, for me, what I'm finding is what I'm hearing are all the things that I've been taught, or the, and I can't layer this across for everyone, but and I can't say it's for every situation, but a lot of times it's it's the things that you think are true, but that don't sit right with you internally, deep down, your core, that then you have to go okay. I may have to do the scary thing and go against what I thought was true. And when I make those decisions to do that, what I find is the spin goes away and I feel, I feel more me and I feel Mm -hmm. more comfortable with my own skin, even though I'm scared to death. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. Um, The other thing I just want to highlight is we're two people having this conversation very much about faith and God and all these things, we don't share the same belief system necessarily. And I want to say that because we don't have to, to yeah. you were saying this earlier, we don't have to, to be talking about the same things. Yeah. And I just want to, you know, I'm like, Hey humans, that's possible, right? We can be saying the same things using different language. That may make people uncomfortable. That may relieve people. I don't know, but it's so important to know that it's possible, right? Like uh, I'm over here in my sort of like grew up in the Northwest, liberal self and body, even though I had a lot of years in the church too, you have a whole different history and belief set. And we're talking about the same things. Talking about the same thing and, you know, things evolve. So where I was when I ran for office, beliefs or certain thoughts may have changed or shifted and that is all Okay. It's really just, you know, this, the connection. So if anybody didn't get anything, whether you, whatever you attribute it to, it's for me, it's this, I feel like I'm supported. Mm. I have support from something outside myself. Same. Now, but not that it is telling me exactly what to do. Oh, there's that detail. (laughs) Yeah. Not that it's telling me exactly what to do. Cause there's a lot of times like, I don't know what the, what to do. Yeah. But and sometimes we do get these signs. It's just like you said, like sometimes we see them, sometimes we don't. Our brains can go to town on that. Yeah. Our brains can be like, well, what that makes sense. And that could have just been that. And, da, da, da. and I think what you and I agree on is like we don't have to understand it. But that's such a courageous leap to just yeah. be like, you know what? I actually I'm not going to use my mind. I'm not going to not use my mind because that's the other thing we talked about. We need the whole package. We need a mind that is productively thinking. We need a heart that is open and willing to feel. And we need connection with what is going on in our gut. That's not like the whole story. It's the full set. And that's how we get discernment. Yes. And yeah, it's it's discernment. Exactly. It's discernment. And and it doesn't matter what you want to, what you believe or you want to attribute it to. And it really though comes, like you said, it's, you don't have to label it. 
Right. I don't need to have it figured out. Oh, we don't. You know, when I thought I had it figured out, I only later to like, I don't know, you know, and so yep. I have this room now for the mystery. I don't know. It's, it's okay, It, but it is good and it is for me. And mm. you can attribute that to, not that everything is going to be great, but it no. is all ultimately stepping stones for a growth pattern. You know, and that's hard for some people to hear. And that's okay, too. Yeah. People have really strong opinions on that. And that's okay. That's just, you know, that's how I am. And it used to not be as much like that. And I, there's a lot of peace in saying, I can sit with that, not knowing it all. It's okay. Yeah. Something, I don't talk about it as much. I don't coach it as much as I used to. But Abby mentioned it in one of these episodes. Like, we can build evidence for beliefs that we really like, beliefs that are really important to us. So like what you're saying here is like a core belief that things are for me, it's okay. And you have, because you have done so many scary things, I think it builds evidence for that belief, right? It's like you've proved it true to yourself over and over. Yeah, and and another thing, I don't necessarily think my life had to be this one way. Totally. I think people might hear, oh, well, that was her that is her calling. And that is who it doesn't matter what we, whatever path, like it's not, I think the trouble is thinking, you know, and you're expecting to be laid out this one thing when really it's all just like, I think this journey that one thing leads to another, it unfolds. And um, if we're locked into that, it might be talking about, you know, praying and looking, Oh, is that a sign? Is that a sign? Is that a sign? You know, and that in itself is another spin. And yep. it's it's um it's a journey, like and you know it, you know it, and when you feel it, you yeah. feel it. And it's maybe Absolutely. different for everybody. And so um And I think it is different for everyone. And that's why as sixes, when we're looking for all of the pieces to make sense, it's like we're missing us. We're missing what how do all these things inform me and my journey. And so that's where I always, especially in the Enneagram world where the, it can get so deep and theoretical, my frame is always, okay, hold on. How is this useful to me? How can I apply this today? Like I always come back to the practical or I'm just lost in a sea of doubt and who's the right authority here and blah, 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 blah. And I just, right. I just don't want to live there. Yeah. And it's easy. I think a six is because like we love to, or I know I do, maybe it's my five wing, but I really love to learn and I can learn all the information, but if I don't, you know, and that's all fun, but if I just keep going down the rabbit hole of learning and never applying, it's not necessarily good for me. So the the work about the embodiment work and how to feel it in our bodies, that's been very, very, very helpful. I'm very appreciative of that, that how you always bring things back to such a practical level. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's easy up here to get caught yes, up in it's and the easiest thing for us yeah, to do. <laughs> not pull it back down. <laughs> Something that that I think speaks like kind of to where I where I am now and, and the way I'm really working with like my daughters or when I talk to them to just help them figure out who they are and not the what they should do. Mm. Which I think as a six can be I'm really outgrowing that. Like this is how, this is well, this is what you should do, or this is what we need to do. Or um, I've never really, I've tried never to say what well, you should have because that just feels really terrible. But I'm like, there's no one way to do any of our lives. It's but if we can live it just fully, authentically, without 
doing our best not to hurt people intentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it's the best we've got. That's the best yeah. we've got. And when we're open to just being open to life unfolding, man, it really does. It's just way more exciting and interesting. And I mean, I think that's it's scary, a commonality it, on both our journeys too. It's like, I had no idea that I get to meet the people that I meet, work with the people I work with. I would never have thought, I, I just could not have put my life together the way that it has unfolded. And it has been this like, kind of just flopping forward in this sort of weirdly trusting, terrified way that has created just the coolest experiences that I could just never have done on my own. And to me, that's another, like, that's faith. Yes, absolutely. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to keep everything you said. I'm going to keep pulling myself forward as terrifying as it is and let it be scary and real. And that's the best I got. Yeah, real, scary and real. That is it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's close on that. Scary and real. That's what we're going for. Thank you so much for sharing your incredible story. This was so much fun. All right, sixes. I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you like the podcast, like it, rate it, review it, especially if you really like it. (laughs) I'll talk to you all soon.